Hello everyone, I hope you're having a great day so far. Today is Tuesday, February 25th, 2020. And uh, I just wanted to take a few minutes and share something with you out of the Word of God that, you know, I just you just can't overstate it. And you can't really make light of it. You certainly don't want to, but you need to understand it. And you need to really try to help others around you to understand it as well. And that's the truth that God loves you. Now, that's putting it very simply and very mild, mildly. The truth is that God loves you more than you could ever imagine, more than you could possibly fathom. When you think how much you love your kids, what you would do for your kids, I mean, all of it pales in comparison to the love that God has for us. And truthfully, I really feel like that's why one of... Uh, you know, having children is one of the most important experiences uh, as a part of life, right? Because when we have our own children, we begin to see, and this is true whether you adopt, uh, I'm not, I don't mean just mean biologically, but my point is that when you have a child, you begin to experience what it's like to truly love someone, to truly have someone in your life that you would die for, that you would do anything for. And that's the way God loves us. When we have those kids in our lives, it allows us to experience a little bit of, of what it's like to feel God's love for us. You know, I say it like this, you know, I believe the moment you see your children for the first time or your first child, that's the only real instance of in life of love at first sight. Remember the moment you saw them, just that, that incredible, overwhelming, all-consuming love you had for that child. And that's just a little taste that God gives us out of his grace of his love for us. And so I wanted to show you a couple of verses this morning because, because, you know, people can say God loves me and people can, you know, have some sort of head knowledge that God loves them. But, but really in your heart, do you truly believe that God loves you? Do you truly believe in God's unconditional love for you? And I tell you, the modern religion has done so much to hurt this, where we think that we have to go to God based on our works. Even when we're a Christian, even when we know that's really not true, even when we know we could never earn anything from God, we still feel like, you know, if we had a bad day yesterday, or if I had a bad morning, or if I didn't get in the word like I should, that God's mad at us or rejecting us, or he doesn't feel the same way about us at this moment that he did when I was singing a worship song in church on Sunday. None of that's true. God has unfathomable, unconditional, eternal love for us. But I want to just quickly look at a couple of verses that just gives us some idea of, of God's love for us. And let me start with this. This is Ephesians chapter 1, verses 4 through 5. And, you know, take some time in Ephesians, especially chapters 1 and 2. Go slow, read them for yourself, and that'll bless you, especially if you're not very familiar with them. But listen to this. Verse 4, chapter 1, even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. I mean, there is so much we could talk about in that passage, but let's start with this. He made these decisions. He came upon this plan 
even before he made the world. All right, God was thinking about us. God was thinking about all the people even before he made the world. He knew what would happen. What happened in the Garden of Eden was not a surprise. The fight you got into with your spouse last night was not a surprise. God's never been surprised about any of the world's sin. And before the world was created, he still decided to love you. He still decided to adopt you. He wanted to adopt you. He wanted to make you one of his children. He wanted to bring you to himself through Jesus Christ. He wanted to do that for you before you ever existed, before you sinned a single sin. He was thinking about you, loving you, and wanting to adopt you as his children. I mean, that's amazing to me. And look at this. I love this. It says, and it gave him great pleasure. It gives God great pleasure to see someone accept Jesus Christ and become one of his children. Think, you know, when you adopt someone, no one forces you to adopt a child. No one forced God to adopt us as his children. He was not under any coercion. He didn't have any legal obligation to adopt us. He had no motivation to adopt us other than his incredible, unfathomable love. Even when we were at our worst, even when we'd never done a single good thing, you know, we come to God totally in our sins, totally without earning anything from God. Not that we ever could, but my point is how low we are when we come to God for the first time. And when he sees us, no matter how bad we are, no matter how sinful we are, no matter what we've done, when he sees us and he looks at us covered in sin, he still says, I love you. I love you. And it is my desire to make you my child. It is my desire to forgive your sins. It's my desire to bring you into my family and bless you with every conceivable blessing. That's how much God loves us. Even while we are at our lowest of lows, he wants to bring us in. It gives him great pleasure to adopt us as his children. You know, and I don't know about you, but that, that just blesses me. And that blesses me, especially when I've had a rough day, when I haven't done right, when I've had struggles at work or struggles at home or whatever it is, whatever the devil would want to use to try to keep me from God, keep me from praying, worshiping, reading the word, fellowshipping with God, because I feel like, you know what, God's mad at me, God's upset with me. No, nothing could be further from the truth. We are totally in God's grace now, totally in God's favor now. Listen to this. Listen to this verse. This is Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 and 6. Listen to this about what I'm talking about here. But God is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved, for he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. So you got to get a picture here. Even when you were at your worst, when you were totally in your sins, you'd never had a good day. You'd never come to God. You'd never had fellowship with him. When you were at your very worst 
It was God's great pleasure to save you, to adopt you, to bring you into his family. It was always his plan to do that. He always knew you would sin. He always knew you would mess up. But it was always his plan to make you one of his children. And the moment you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you immediately went from the lowest of lows to the highest of highs, seated with Christ in the heavenly realms and united with Christ. That's what God does for us. The moment we get saved, we go from totally dead in our sins. That's what it says. We go from being dead in our sins to united with Christ, adopted into the family of God, and seated in the heavenly realms in Christ at the right hand of God. All of that happens the moment you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And it's God's great pleasure to do these things for you. That's how God feels about us. That's how God feels about all of humanity, the great sinners out there, the people that are truly terrible. God still loves them. God still wants to adopt them. God still wants to forgive them, to have relationship with them. Remember that next time you're thinking about cursing somebody or you're thinking about how much you hate somebody or you can't stand somebody. We all go through that. It's totally natural. I'm not saying it's godly, but we all deal with difficult people. We all have, the, have those moments where you think, man, I, I can't stand so-and-so. And we start thinking about Old Testament verses. God, man, it'd be nice if you smote that guy. Can you, can you do something? Help me out with this situation. But that's, you know, that's kind of an Old Testament mindset, to be frank. In the New Testament, what we want to be thinking about, you know what, God, you love that person. You love that person as much as you love me. You sent Jesus for that person exactly like you sent Jesus for me. God bless that person. Help me do my part to walk in love. Help me to be a good person. Help me to do my part in whatever that situation may be. But here's my point today. Look, before you ever came to Christ, it was God's good pleasure to love you, forgive you, make you one of his children. That was always God's plan for your life. How wonderful he is, how merciful, how, how beautiful the plan of salvation. His grace just surpasses anything we could fathom. And listen to this, you've heard this, this is maybe the most famous verse in all the, in all the Bible. John three sixteen. For God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God loves everyone, even the terrorist, even the people that are persecuting Christians, even the people that are, you know, in the sex trade and doing these horrible, horrible things, the worst people on earth by any reasonable standard. God loves them all. It was God's plan to adopt all of them as his children. And they can at any moment accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, receive total forgiveness, come into the family of God and be immediately united with Christ and elevated all the way to the throne room of God, seated in the throne room in Christ at the right hand of God. And guys, here's what I'm saying. For we who are Christians... This is what already happened to us. 
It was God's great pleasure to make us his children, to bring us his family. And when God looks at us now, he looks at us as his children, those who he delighted to love, that he brought into his family because he wanted to, much more than we could ever love our children with a degree of grace, a degree of mercy, a degree of selflessness, unending compassion, unending forgiveness that we, that our minds really can't even imagine. But that's how God feels about you. As he sees you in Christ, seated at the right hand of God, no matter what you did today, what you did yesterday, what you did a week ago, you will never be removed from that position. He will never start thinking about you another way. He will never change his opinion. His love is eternal, unending. It will never change. Remember that that's how God truly feels about you, his beloved child. Guys, we have to strip away the the religious sacred cows that lie to us, that tell us we have to earn it, that tell us that, you know, that God is fickle with us or that I'm close one day to God and I'm not one day to, and I'm not one day or another day. That, none of that's biblical. That's all wrong. Sure, mentally we feel closer to God some days than others because we've been in the Word, we've been in church, whatever. But our salvation is enduring, eternal, complete. We will always be in the throne room of God. We will always be God's beloved children. Nothing you've done since you've been saved will ever change that. Nothing will change that. Remember God's amazing love that he demonstrated when he first brought you into his family. And know that that is still the same love and excitement he has with him having you as his child. He still feels the same way. He's still excited. He's still in love with you. Come close to him. Experience his eternal and enduring, unending love. And then see what that relationship holds for you by spending time in the word, time in his presence. See what he has for your life, your loving father, your loving creator, all the blessings that he wants you to see in, his, in your life because of this relationship that he's given you now. Guys, remember, God loves us. God is for us. God has good things, not bad things. They will always be that way. I love you. Have a great day. God bless you.